You are listening to the Tri-Order Transmissions Special. Episode 43. Oh, I see Chris is joining us. Hey, Chris. Oh, he can't hear us. Hey, Chris. Hello. Hey, hey, Chris, were you excited to hear your debut on Trek Profiles? I was excited, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my God, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, I was, I was in that room. How, I, was, I, was, I was there for, what, like seven hours? That's what, yeah. I mean, recording all day. I swear to God, by the time, like, hour seven came around, I was like, Hey, you. What's your name? What are you doing? I did a pointy thing because I couldn't. I couldn't even make it. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god!" But they had. Uh, did, did you listen to? Did you listen to the whole episode? I did. I did. The kid. The kid was cute. In the end. Wasn't the kid amazing? Oh my god! I was. The kid dying. was so cute. I was dying. We don't like the glomers. I was like, nope, we sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, oh my God. So I think I won a record on that one. Youngest guest on in Tricorder Transmissions history, nine uh, years old. I think wow. so. I think there you go. Yeah. Oh boy. So he, I was amazed at how big that shop was, man. Yeah, that, that shop was huge. And he's got so much stuff in there. I mean. You should have took pictures and sent it to Shashank and been like, look what I, look at this. Look at all these figures here. Look at all these figures here. He's got all of them. He yeah, does. he does. Really? Oh, my gosh. He's got the whole collection of everything in there. I oh mean, that he, and then he has one room that's just Star Trek collections. I mean, yes. it was beyond ridiculous. I was, forget it. I was like, oh, my God. I know. I could buy so much stuff in there. I, I, I told you, my wallet would have been dead. My wallet would have been dead. Well, didn't they, did they have that action? Which, what was that action figure? The, the, trip, the, the trip Tucker yeah, action figure? Yeah, the bridge one. Oh, no, yeah. They didn't, have it. they didn't have it, and I just checked eBay because I figured somebody was going to ask me this question, and no, it is not for sale. It is not for sale on eBay. It is not for sale on Amazon. The, the, the actual action figure is, but the bridge set is not. Oh. Believe it or not. So I was so pissed. I was like, I was like, someone's gonna ask me, and I'm gonna be like, all right, I'll check again. But I did get my McFarlane Kirk today. From Target? No, I got the one and I got it off of uh, Amazon. Oh, okay. The, the one up on the, over there. So I got it. And then I guess I'm looking for Archer, and then I was gonna get the Pike one, but I was like, eh. well, the only thing, you know, I've, I buy, um, some books. I buy like the books at like the Trek yards or not Trek, uh, shipyards books that are just oh, yeah. coming out. So mm -hmm. I like those, you know, and those don't cost, you know, a whole lot rel relatively speaking. So, um, I bought, and I liked, I liked the art. So I bought, um, there was L uh, shop LLAP was selling these little Spock art things that I bought. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh, I love that thing. It's, it, you know, they only made like 500 of them or something and some artist in Spain made them and they're just beautiful. So I have that. And two months ago or two weeks ago, I think I just got my uh, Bob Peak gallery original 
of um, the, mo the motion picture uh, poster. Uh, so oh. Bob Peak was the guy who made all that 70. He made a lot of those 70s um, movie posters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was his studio uh, that was redoing a limited, a limited edition serigraph. And I was like, I got I to get it. I, get it. <laughs> I have to have it. I, I love TMP, so I had to get yeah. it. That's awesome. At, um, I went to the LA Comic Con this last weekend, and I was trying not to spend very much, but I did pick up um, the Play Arts Kai Kirk figure where from um the jj where you can like switch out his hands and it has the phaser and everything and um so that's i have to figure out if i want to take it out of the box or not i'm not sure i'm just like i'm debating well you know we learned from deep space nine that if you leave your marauder mo action figures in the box they'll be worth more that's true but then i want to i want to set it up somewhere too so it'll just be this internal argument with myself I got you. I wonder if they ever actually sold uh, Marauder Mo action figures. I think that'd be hilarious. That that'd be. A, I'd buy one of those because that's like a gag thing. I'd, I'd enjoy that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although this right here is a collector's item now that you cannot get. Tricorder Transmissions oh, STLV fifty shirt. Ooh. So that was a limited edition item. Let's see. I think Thad is not going to be joining us. That's too bad. Oh. But perhaps Jamie McGregor will join us. And I am recording this. I believe I am. Am I recording this? Yes. I should be. Yeah, it says recording. Okay, good. So this will be uh, going out to the uh, Patreons so they can hear this insanity. <sighs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I enjoy doing these, you know. There's, yeah, there's they're fun. There's some stuff I, I can't stand doing, you know, and uh, like I'm in this uh, social club here in town and I, I tell them like, you can ask me to do A, B, C or D, but don't ask me to do anything with the building or like with finances because I hate that stuff, you know, mm -hmm. like this, this I'll do, you know, but there's a lot of things I can't, I, I just, I can't, <laughs> I vol can't. You know your limits, that's good. Oh yeah. But I am going to be putting on a, uh, a class for all of the... Um, for all the tricorder hosts who want to learn how to audio edit. Oh, I actually, I have a little bit of experience. I took a post-production class in college, but I would definitely be willing to do a class just to brush up. That'd be awesome. So I will be doing that. So that's, uh, that's going to be a fun time, I think. All right. Um, by fun, I mean, not so much, but it'll be, useful. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be useful. So at least, at least we'll have that going for us. It depends who's in the class that makes it fun. Yeah, well, we're just going to go over, like, how to basically do this stuff. Oh, Jamie. Ah, Jamie's here. We can get started now. I, I can't hear you, Jamie McGee. I don't know if maybe he's sorting out his audio settings. Yeah, he might be. Let's see. Hello. Hello. Hey. How are you? Doing? How are you, my man? Uh, excellent. Good, good, good. It's glad to see you, man. Likewise. So, How is everyone? Very good. Very well. Glad to see well. you. Doing very well. And we're just Ellie, I, uh, I listened to the last, uh, what was it? The last weekly trick, which was great. So um, oh, looking forward you. to seeing what you and Shashank managed to cook up. Oh, yeah. It'll be, it'll be fun. I honestly, I have this thing. I can't bear to listen to my own voice. So I've tried to listen to both. Well, you don't need to listen to the podcast. We'll listen yeah. to it for you and let you know how it works. <laughs> and then just <laughs> 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 yeah. 
It was excellent. Good job. Thank well, you. Wait until you end up having to edit your own voice. And that is like a beggar hurt. I mean, I, you know, I just answered a, I just recorded a rapper for a Trek profiles. So it's going to be coming out around Thanksgiving. And I had a, someone who emailed me and said, how come you're not putting out episodes faster? And I go through a whole litany of reasons, but the biggest reason is that I am like the slowest audio editor in the world because I literally cannot stand the sound of my own voice and I literally cannot stand editing it. So it's like <laughs> so painful to get in there and like listen to every breath sound and oh God, I go crazy. Oh no. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> well, I, I ran a podcast on a totally different subject for um, about 10 years and uh, I, I got to say, I got to recognize the sound wave form of an um very quickly oh. and uh, could manage to work out a way of getting rid of uh, some of those. And uh, I'm starting to get to recognize Shashank's arms as well, to be honest, uh, <laughs> based on the last three that I've, uh, I've edited from Weekly Trek. So what's really wild is when you can start to recognize these vocal tics that people have, like where they take a breath and then like they go or, or they just have some weird verbal thing that they do like again and again. You just see it in the waveform. You know, it's like we're in the Matrix. I don't see the code. <laughs> now it's just, it is exactly like that. Oh hey, did somebody else join? I see we got somebody dialed I in. See it's a phone number. Yes, that's me. That's Marina. Hey, Marina, how are you? Hi, John. How are you? Good. Are you able to join the video? Uh, no, just to just call in. Sorry. Oh, that's that's okay. I'm sharing a slide deck. That's why. If if you're uh, if you if you'd be able oh. to do that. But that's okay. You can still play along. We'll just have to tell you what's on the slides. Okay. So, <laughs> Thank you. All right. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get started, right? And if more people join, that's a-okay. And we can just group them right on in uh, as we go through this. So uh, we're, we'll, I'm recording this. We'll probably release it on the uh, Patreon feed for anybody who couldn't be here. And uh, super fast, I guess we should just all introduce ourselves just in case there's some new uh, Patreon supporter who's listening to this and doesn't know the sounds of our voices or maybe doesn't listen to all the shows, which is also possible. So I am the host of this uh, little shindig today. I'm John. I'm the host of Trek Profiles. And uh, we'll go next to uh, Jamie. Right. Um, I'm Jamie and uh, an infrequent uh, appear, uh, person who appears on Weekly Trek. And, uh, yeah. Is that all you want to know, John? That sounds good to me. Let's go, Marina. Um, Marina. Um, and I'm one of the co-hosts for Shore Leave, uh, your uh, convention podcast, or community podcast. Sorry, we have a very lengthy name. Um, so that's, yeah, that's me. And I do apologize for something very weird. I'm still recovering from laryngitis. I picked up after my, well, second to last convention. So Jesse and I were recording our experiences this week, and I have to listen to the raw file, and I'm kind of blushing as I'm thinking about it because my voice abandoned me at the very end, so I don't know how, how badly I messed it up, actually. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we don't have to re-record much. No, you sound fine, Marina. No problems. No problems. <sighs> All right, and then Allie, why don't you? Why don't you? I don't know what you want to say, Allie. So I'm just putting it out there. So just okay. you know, say whatever you want to say. Um, well, I'm Allie Martinez, and I'm better known on Twitter and social media as the 23 year old Trekkie. And I'm super excited to be here. And the reason I am here is because Shashank Varu and I are going to be doing a podcast. Um, woo! <laughs> um, Yay! It's going to be, I'm, I'm not going to say too much about it just yet because we're still in the planning process, but it's going to be bi-weekly 
And we hope that it will kind of reveal a new point of view or different perspectives on Star Trek. And hopefully it'll be something different than anyone's ever heard before. And we're calling it Who is Trek? So that's all that I'm going to say about it. Very good. So everyone can, you know, have their own little theories of what it's going to be. But we'll, you'll find out probably around Christmas time. So. Oh, very nice. And uh, Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. Uh, I'm a fellow Patreon member and subscriber and listener to Tricorder Transmissions Network. All right, fantastic. So uh, what I did is I thought we might do a little bit of a fun party game today. And uh, so I want to keep this relatively PG, but there's a, a party game out there that's called F-Bomb, Marry, Kill. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and so this is a very similar thing, except instead of that, we're going to keep it a little bit more PG here. So the question is, I'm going to show you three Star Trek characters cutting across all different shows, all different kinds of Star Trek. And depending on whose turn it is, you've got to tell us, who, who is your number one? Who comes along on your holodeck adventures? And who gets put in a red shirt and you send on the dangerous away missions and is most likely to be killed? All right? Oh, this is too fun. <laughs> so this is what's going to be. Now, I have about 30 of these combinations that have been carefully selected. <clears throat> And so uh, in the interest of uh, uh, celebrating our Patreons, I'm going to ask Chris to go first. And Ooh. Chris, all you got to do is pick a number between uh, 3 and 32. 23. 23. You got it. So let me uh, read these out because Marina's on the phone and we'll have some people who are maybe listening on the, on the audio and won't see it. But here's 23. We got uh, Rom. <laughs> <laughs> we got Enzin Leffler, <laughs> and we got Anthony Montgomery. Let's see. What's his character name in Enterprise? That's, uh, An that's Anthony Montgomery. That's, oh, that's the character. Yeah, that's Anthony character Montgomery. Name. I think that's pretty much what his character was. Oh, I'm Travis. sorry. Travis Mayweather. Travis Mayweather. Uh, Travis right, Mayweather. right. All right. So who's your number one? Who's coming along with you to the holodeck? And who's your red shirt, Chris? All right. Immediately, I'll go with the red shirt first, and that's going to be Rom. <laughs> Rom's going to be my red shirt. What? Uh, Yes. No. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to considering the crew I have here. Uh, number one will probably be uh, number one will be Montgomery or yes. Travis Mayweather, and then the holodeck. I'll have a little fun with Leffler. Why not? All right. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I can abide these choices, man. Because because Leffler, <laughs> man, she's got all these rules. Did you yeah. did you say this was supposed to be PG? I'm not sure you can take Ensign Leffler to the holodeck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that remains PG. Well, that, that's all. Hey, Wesley never could, so I get the chance. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, Leffler, she just has too many rules, man. I don't know. I feel like I'd always be breaking a rule, like your, you know, Leffler's rule 18 and 35. That was her, right, with all the rules? Yeah. 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 All right. Why? Rules are made to be bent. Do we, do we want to vote on these and give our I'd, thumbs I'd up? Follow or? I'd follow her rules. <laughs> <laughs> do, do we want to give thumbs up or thumbs down on Chris's selections or no? Uh, Mayweather's, Mayweather's my red shirt. Uh, oh. He's gone. Anyway. <laughs> Based on the way the poor writers treated the poor bastard, quite frankly. He was treated like a red shirt just in a blue shirt. <laughs> well, I, I have to admit, I thought Ron was very useful. Um, he seemed yes. to have a lot of engineering yeah. skills, you know? So. Yeah. Be my number one. All right, then I'm going to go down my list. So right next to Chris, 
is uh, Jamie. So pick a number. Again, you got between um, three and thirty-two, and twenty-three. Uh, lucky, lucky thirteen. Thirteen. You got it. All right. Let me jump to slide thirteen. All right. We got the holographic doctor from Voyager. Uh, we got Jed's, we got Dax, and we got Quark. This is, this is going to be the same uh, same thing. Judd's ears coming to the holodeck. Um, number one. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know what's happening here. The doctor. The doctor. <clears throat> hmm. See, I like Quark too much to, uh, to have him killed. Um, but let's put it this way. At the very least, even if I had him killed, I could possibly then own a piece of him. Uh, his desiccated <laughs> remains. So I'd say we'll put Quark in the red shirt and uh, send him off to a, a dismal demise. And uh, the Doctor, who basically ran the entire ship on most episodes of Voyager, he can be my number one to actually run everything. How does that sound? Uh, I would totally buy a disc of uh, Quark's remains. Yes. Person <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'm surprised that hasn't been uh, that, that there hasn't been a CBS marketing product yet that you can go to a convention and buy like one of those discs of uh, desiccated, you know. Uh, Ferengi remains of some some uh, Ferengi character who's who's died. I think that would be an excellent marketing opportunity that CBS is missing out on. I, I would I would put it in a place of honor. Yes, yeah, I get it. All right, Righto, that's my. Uh, anyone disagree? I think they're just the obvious answers, really, aren't they? I don't know. Um, I think Judzi would be my number one. Uh, yes, fair enough. But uh, she and Kira have so much fun on the holodeck. They, yeah, uh, that's true. She'd have a couple of good programs, I'm sure. The what? doctor is the ECH as the number one. He's um, the number one? What, yes, whatever, the ECH, the emergency command hologram. Yes. What, whatever episode it was when uh, Jadzia and Narice come out of the holodeck and they're in those like Arthurian dresses, like, I swear to God, I think I lost my mind. I was laughing so hard. Someone cosplayed them at a convention and I was like, yes! Oh, that I is love that. that. Good. It's funny because um, just speaking about that emergency command hologram um, episode, to think about all some of the reaction to this new uh, animated show, the comedy, and you got to—I mean, thinking back and trying to think, like if you're going to have Andy Dick uh, as a as a um, a kind of guest guest on your on your show, and you and you're going to go with that broader comedy, uh, I I think we can all uh, understand that Star Trek can cope with a bit of comedy. Uh, so anyway, I, I think uh, I'm looking forward to that, that other show. So there you go. Me, me too, man. Yeah, I am. no, I am. I, I'm primed to love it. <laughs> good. I'll give it a shot, though. Um, I never seen Rick and Morty because everybody's basing this on Rick and Morty. I've never seen it, but I'm always willing <laughs> to give it a shot. Yeah. My best friend is heavily into Rick and Morty, and I'm just waiting until he actually hears that now this, you know, the creative team is part of the whole track thing because now he's going to be all over me like, you have to watch Rick and Morty now because I've been successfully deflecting his attempts to make me watch it for several years now. Uh, Has anyone well, of you actually seen it? Okay. Yeah, no, I've I've seen like bits and pieces. I haven't seen all of it, but I know that. I can't think of his name right now, but Shashank and I talked about it on Weekly Trek. Um, he's the the writer that's joining the animated mm -hmm. series or Lower Decks team. Is um, he's like a Trekkie himself and wrote like an unofficial yeah. guide for season eight of TNG, and it was on Twitter. Yeah, he, yeah. he runs. Yeah. he runs the Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean. He seems to have a lot of heart invested into it, so I don't think it'll just be 
quite as crazy as Rick and Morty. It's all over the place. If you've ever watched Rick and Morty, it's kind of just. No, I, I haven't. What is it? Is it, is it, here's a, here's a question. Is it funny? Um, it's, not, it's not like your by the sounds of it. family guy humor, kind of like that very, uh, okay. you know, out there, but I think it has its moments. It's just like, sometimes uh, the way it's funny is just cause it's outright ridiculous. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, Star Trek is like that too sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. All those tribbles falling on Kirk's head. You know? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> M- Marina, it's to you. Pick a number. Uh, five. All right. Number five. Let's go. And we'll, we'll ch- tell you who it is. Let's see. Number five. Oh, oh we've got Neelix, Galron, and Janice Lester. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's an interesting. You know, wow, um, that's three red shirts right there. Sweethearts and all that, regardless of what people are talk, talking about him, but he's probably going to end up as a red shirt. Um, yeah, I, I just love Gowron too much. I think I'll have him as my number one, and just by virtue of her being the third choice, that would be last would be my holodeck. Although I'm not sure how much fun that would be. So Janice Lester on the holodeck? Yeah, but it's not not necessarily because it's you know I want her on the holodeck, but because she's the third choice. But it, the other two, I, w- I would pick Garon as number one, and Neelix is a red shirt. So we say basically she's she's the remaining choice for the holodeck. That's the only the only reason she's there. Gotcha. gotcha. Process of elimination. That's how all <laughs> yeah, the great captains made all of their great decisions. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I just don't see Garon as anyone's number one. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, here's the thing is that I think my perception of him is somewhat colored because of the conventions, because I've seen Bob Riley too many oh, times, yeah. and he's just uh, too cool a guy. Oh, no, he totally so is. It's a strange, yeah, it's a strange combination. You know, have you noticed this if you've gone to the conventions, how your perception of what you see on the screen changes because you've actually met the actors? Mm. Yeah. But he's it's totally not like Calrod. I mean... No, not at all. But it's just it's this weird combination, you know. I, I every once in a while I, I watch the BBC America has reruns of TNG and Voyager. I'm watching this like I'm like this is so curious that it, it's a strange side effect of going perhaps of way too many conventions. But I don't know. By by now I don't know. But it's, I saw a clip there. of Bob Riley at uh, Destination Star Trek singing show tunes on his way out the door, which yes. uh, I'm not entirely sure that that jibes with my <laughs> perception of Gowron. So uh, yes, there is certainly a disconnect there. <laughs> very good all right any other yeah. thoughts on this one I, I i'm just glad that neelix is out off the out of the deck <laughs> <laughs> that's right i don't think any of these characters repeat in here so just so you yeah. know once you yeah, say exactly. it's like it's like uh, las vegas you know an stlv you know if as long as you're card counting you know who's who's uh, who's out that's good yes that's but right. card counting is not illegal oh really <laughs> no, only if you use a machine that's right. right. They can ask you to leave, but they cannot arrest you for it. They, they'll, the worst they'll do is kick you out. That's it. I've been right. kicked out of better places. So. <laughs> <laughs> Allie, it's to you. Pick a number. Oh, gosh. Um, you said what? Through 32? Uh, three to uh, any number between 3 and 32 that hasn't been used. Okay. Um, I'll do 30. 30. All right. Let's get it up. Oh, wow. You picked a good one. We've got <laughs> Harry Mudd from Discovery. We've got animated series Cyrano Jones. And we've got Mirror Lorca. 
Whoa. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm glad animated series represent. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm out of this. Okay. Um, okay. Is it? Okay. It's Mira Lorca. It's not. It's not like Prime Lorca, right? No, it's Mira Lorca. He's okay. in his prime. He's, he in his, he's in his mirror. Just thinking we didn't see Prime Lorca, so the only Lorca we know is the Mira Lorca. That's true. Yes. Um, yes. Okay, so I think he'll I, be back. He'll be back. My red shirt will be Jones. Um, oh, I'll go to the holodeck with Harry Mudd because that would just be ridiculous and amazing. <laughs> um, and I, I think even though. Um, even though Lorca, his obvious demise, but, uh, he's, he's quite quick on his feet. So I think he'll be my number one, but I'll, I'll rein him in. I'll make sure he doesn't do anything he's not supposed to do. You will oh, you'd have to be sleeping with one of your eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and a phaser under my pillow. And a phaser. Yep. Right on. You're yeah. going to wake up one day with one of those weird marks on your back, like Lorca had, and you're going to be yeah. like, on? Yeah. Oh, that's so hard. What do you guys think? What would you guys choose? You're spot on. I would have yeah. said the same thing. Agreed. What is so? Nerd alert! What is the creature that Cyrano Jones is holding there? That is called a glomer. Oh, of course it is too. Yes, I did. It is a glomer, and it is a creature that was made to control tribbles. So glomers eat tribbles. That's right. Yes. So okay. yes. And, and in fact, uh, on the last episode of Trek Profiles, I had this nine-year-old girl on who was talking to me all about tribbles, and this was what she brought up. And so in honor of Taylor, I had to put a glomer Ooh. on the show. <laughs> Aw. How good. That's all right. Amazing. Chris, it's back to you, my man. Uh, we're going to go with... Hang on, John. Aren't you missing... Aren't you going to have a round of this? Yeah, what? you have to do it too. You have to I do it too, John. Yeah, well, but you, you need to tell us what, uh, pick, a, pick a deck and give us what, uh, what you think. Oh, you want me to do this? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're not missing out. Uh, all right, well, I'm, I'm, like the, I'm like the game master here. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> all in or go home. <laughs> we'll pick a number for you, though. We'll pick a number. Yeah, we, all right, we, you we, pick a number and I'll do it. Yes, yeah. that, that's have fair. We, Y'all pick have the we number. done 23 in honor of Alley? 23? No, we've already done oh. 23. That was the first <laughs> one. We did that one. Uh, that was the first one. That was a good pick. And, and um, that was exactly why I picked 23. Oh. <laughs> well, let's, do, let's do the very first one. What's number three or number four? Yeah, that'd be number three. All right. Okay. I'm going to go up okay. to number three. Ooh. Oh. We've oh. got Bev Crusher, uh, Julian Bashir, and Chakotay. Mm. Oof, that's a rough one. Double doctor. Double this is not a rough medical. one for me. Uh, Bashir is getting the red shirt. Chakotay is my number one, and Bev and I are going to the holodeck, and that's it. <laughs> uh, wow. Because that, that, she needs to teach you how to tap dance, right, John? That, oh, yes. No, no, no. She, look, man, you know, she was, the, she was a great doctor, uh, second only to Pulaski, and uh, <laughs> like slide that in there. Um, but I thought she was fantastic. And I think that, you know, being a mom uh, has, you know, I, I think we could totally relate, you know, because I'm a dad, we could totally get along. I think we'd have a great time and it'd just be a load of laughs. And uh, Chakotay, he's already a number one. He's right in there. But Bashir was so cringy in early Deep Space Nine that I oh, just yeah. never connected with the guy. You never got over it. No, I never got over it. No, totally wow. cringy. 
And then he wow. went up another level. And then he's like, by the way, not only was I cringy, I'm also genetically engineered cringy. And I just thought that's like <laughs> worse. Like, I just, I want nothing to do with that. You, I'm going to put that, put that dude away. I want no problem. Wow. That's so good. That's like a shirt you need to make with his face and genetically engineered cringy. You can sell that. Gosh, make a ton of money. <laughs> so like anybody got, got any thoughts on that? That's my opinion. Uh, if Bev was to go to the holodeck, I'd push her off a plank. <laughs> Just because well, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. Then it's back to you, Chris, I, I think. Yeah, number 17. 17, all right. Oh, oh Christ. <laughs> oh, no, man. Who is it? Who is it? Tell me. Oh, we've got uh, Baby Baylock. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Michael Burnham. And we've got Navarre, one of, the, one of the three Orion girls from the Enterprise episode Bound. Oh, God. Oh. Um, John. much too obvious. John. All right. Baylock's going to be the red shirt. <laughs> I'll go to the holodeck with the Orion. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> the number one will have to be Burnham. It's, it's obvious. <laughs> you realize that, like, she totally committed mutiny. Mutiny. On, yeah. Why, why would yeah, you, you want you, her as your number you one? You don't want her as your number one. She did no. redeem herself, though. She redeemed her. She redeemed herself. That's what I'm red shedding anything to do with that Enterprise episode. Gone. <laughs> Gone. Out uh, the door. And isn't that Clint? That's Clint Howard, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, he can, be, he can be number one for me, and he can grow up and introduce me to Ron Howard. So that would be, uh, <laughs> be what I would I'd do there. And then I'm sure Burnham, uh, Burnham would – doesn't uh, – has she seen a holodeck? No, we saw that kind of um, – that that kind of half holodeck simulation stuff. On yeah, it was stuff. just a, training just a rifle yeah. gun. Yeah, it was just yeah. a rifle range. It wasn't yeah. really a simulation. Like it wasn't a holodeck. All it was was for for gunfight training, for weapons yeah. training. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure she'd be excited to see what a proper holodeck can do. There you go. I I have to admit, you know what was on my mind when I was making this uh, was um, I don't know if any of you heard my interview that I did on Trek Profiles with Tim, and one of the episodes he specifically brought up was Enterprise Bound. And he said that was the most, one of the most horrifyingly immoral episodes of Star Trek ever made. And I was like, wow. You know, so I, I remembered that. And so when I was thinking of who I'm going to put in these, I thought, I'm putting one of those Orion girls in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Red shit. I was thinking the Orion girl. I was, I was hoping it was Crystal Allen because that's automatically a holodeck thing for me. <laughs> Gotcha. That was, this is the same girl. I think this particular one is the same one who was a Zial. Oh, so uh, 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 Saya Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And she was yeah. also on Voyager. The, I can't remember the name of the episode. I don't remember the name of the character. Um, Drive with Taurus and Paris participate in that thing. And then he proposes at the end. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, I, I haven't. Yeah. So she one. did. Yeah, no, I, I chatted to her at one of the biggest conventions and she, she was like she was very pleased with the fact that, you know, she's been a part of the franchise in so many different ways. Nice. All right. Jamie McGee, it's to you, my man. Oh hi, Lottie. Uh <laughs> ten. Ten? All right. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna forget which numbers are left. I, I've been tracking <laughs> them. I'm I'm writing them down. <laughs> stick a like a hangman thing up on the board. Oh. oh All right. We've got Luoxana Troy, Mr. Hum, and Worf. 
Oh, jeez. This is tough. Um, Mr. Hom bangs a gong like nobody's business. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. And he's just the most reliable, uh, you know, kind of, uh, he'd have your back. I'd have him as number one. So that means uh, my, I, <clears throat> jeez. But he doesn't uh, talk. I think, um, and by I the way, I'll... that's Luxana properly attired for a, for a, uh, for yes. a, for, for, for a, a wedding there. For yeah. a mud bath, Ooh. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I think my, my skin requires some, uh, you know, the exfoliation that would be provided by one of those mud baths. So I think I'll take that option up and, uh, sorry, Worf, but, uh, take your phaser with your champion. Um, <laughs> he's, he's headed off. Today is a good day to die. Yeah, today is a good day to die. Exactly right. He'll be. De- I mean, who of those three would be the most delighted to die? That would be Worf. So I'll just give the guy what he wants. Right. <laughs> so uh, that's my that's my solution. So Mr. Hom can do exactly what I tell him to do as number one. And uh, Loxana, I'm sure, has a bunch of uh, fascinating programs we can uh, enjoy. I, I cannot yeah, abide. The best I can do. Choices. The best I can do. <laughs> I can't argue with it. Jamie's got a valid point. <laughs> Mr. Han would be a terrible number one. Oh, okay. He would bring you everything you need, John. You don't and need you could, to You could press one. a button you're, and you're get a Coke. Flunky. I'm sure you could like press a button and he'd bring you a Coke. Yeah. Well, what, what happens then when something happens to you and he needs to take command? What then? What's he going to do? Bang a gong? <laughs> mm. I'll give him cue cards. Fire. Shield. Let's go still figure something out. Uh, you, you guys want Worf as number one, don't you? I, I go with either of the other two as a number one, but I just, I thought, oh man, I never would have thought anyone would have picked Mr. Hama's number one, but that's, that's an inspired choice, my that's man. I, I, I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah. Mm. Hey. All right, Marina, it's to you. Pick a number. All right. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's do 25. 25. You got it. All right. We've got, oh, Vosh, the criminal archaeologist, Pavel mm. Chekhov. And Zarabeth from All Our Yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm-hmm. Okay. That's a tricky one. Um, let's see. The amazingly beautiful Marriott Hartley, by the way. Uh, yeah. Oh you know something? Um, I, I Vash would go to Holodeck because it probably would be fun to, I don't know, play something with her. Chekhov is a very reliable guy, so I'd take him as a number one. And again, in my case, it's sort of like, well, the third one's left, so sorry. Zarebeth's just going to end up as a red shirt. I, well, I cannot find I'll anything with that. to say. No, I think, that, I think that was a good call. Yeah, good call. Vash would be great, right? She'd have a joie de vivre. Yeah, but I wouldn't, trust her, I wouldn't trust her to be number one. And let's face it, she's far too cunning to become a red shirt. Yes. Yes, she'd double cross you in some way. <laughs> All right. Good. Good choices. Allie, Thanks. it's to you. Um, have we done number 15 yet? Not. Oh, it yeah. is all yours. Bring it up, number 15. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Ooh, Leia deep Brahms. Cuts. Deep cuts. We've got the TOS uh, to POW. 
And we've got the Kelsey Grammer captain from, uh, gosh, what episode was that? Cause and effect, wasn't it? Was it cause and effect where he keeps coming through the, the anomaly and blowing up the Enterprise? Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, shoot, I can't they, they go through the time loop. They go through Yeah, the, yeah, they go through the time loop. Yeah. We need Jim for this. Where's Morehouse? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so hard. Well, I can't put Brahms on the holodeck because she already is. <laughs> well, she well, was I guess. Well, you, you can decide if it's holodeck it's Brahms or real, real life. That's true. Yeah. Um, Oh, if she God. went to the holodeck, she could meet her doppelganger. Yeah, and be horrified. And be, she was horrified when she met the doppelganger yeah. in, front of the, <laughs> exactly. in front of Jordy that one episode. Okay. Um, okay. I I can go, let's take let's take Brahms to the holodeck so she can see the holodeck simulation with her and Jordy. Um, nice. I'll have T'Pau as my number one. I think. I think that's, it's yeah. different, but yeah. Um, and then, sorry, Kelsey Grammer, and I'm going to make him a red shirt, but I love Fraser. So. <laughs> I was going to say Niles would have no argument with the red shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Gosh. I actually thought about cosplaying as Brahms at a convention once, so that might be sometime in the future. We'll see. Oh, man, that would require a lot of hair. That's a lot yeah. of hair. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Gosh. big hairdo there. Yeah, nice, nice. All right. Is that okay? Are those choices decent? Approved. I approve it. I think T'Pau would be a lot to handle, man. <laughs> As your yeah. first officer. Just look, at that, just look at that gauge she's giving you there. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, wish you, I wish you all listening to this could see the picture I picked of her. It's not one <laughs> where like, she's looking regal. She's looking like, you know, why are you breathing my it. Vulcan air, you know? <laughs> it's, that, it's that mom look. You know, you were a kid yeah. did something wrong, and mom looked at I you first it. like that before she talked to you. Vulcan mom look, yeah. Yes. Vulcan mom, yeah. Y'all have to pick a number for me. 28. <sighs> or did we do that one already? We did no, that one? I'm keeping track of the numbers. We ain't okay. 28. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. Oh, great choices. Yes. Uh, so this is one of my themed selections. So uh, for those of you listening on audio, we have uh, Kai Wen, General Chang, and the Gorn. Themed as lizards. Ooh. Well, they're all sort of bad people, <laughs> you know, in, in various ways. So let's see. I think I would have to pick General Chang as my number one. Uh, Kai Wen to go to the holodeck, and the Gorn would get the red shirt. Uh, I'm, I'm very clear on Chang as number one. I'm a little bit on the bubble with the other two, but uh, I feel like if we went to the holodeck, my main goal would be to come up with holodeck programs which would torment the heck out of that woman yeah. and just make her life miserable. So yeah. I'm uh, surprised that, you didn't redshirt her. Uh, so, I thought no, I, I, I just I feel like um, <laughs> I, I feel like that would just be too easy. And getting beamed down and eating a poisonous plant <laughs> and falling over is just not what she deserves. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think I the like going to be part of the holodeck. You could, yeah. He's yeah. so slow. Yeah. Oh, no. It, it, what? One of the greatest hunters of our time. Uh, please. Uh, the the, the going. There's the, there's, the, there's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, I would throw some holographic polystyrene rocks at that guy and have yeah. a full, <laughs> frankly. All right. he'd, be, he'd be a fun workout partner with one of the medicine balls and we sit there and pass it off. Oh. All right, I, I lost yeah. my spot. Are we, are we to you, Chris? Yeah. All right. Uh, number seven for Mickey Mantle. Number seven, you got it. Bring it up, number seven. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh we have a, we oh. have a Star Trek Enterprise area Tholian, the M one thirteen salt sucker, and the bunny from the shore leave planet on TOS. Oh boy! Okay, <laughs> this is going to require some imagination. Yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god! One thing's for sure: I am not bringing the sucker female from TNG into the holodeck. Uh, I will take Peter Rabbit with me as my number one. I'll take Peter <laughs> Rabbit. Uh, All right. He's running late in that picture, though, isn't he? Isn't he? The rabbit's always running That's late. fine. We He's have a capability. Yeah. We will be there. <laughs> That's all I'd have to tell him is we'll be there. Uh, all right, so red shirt, red shirt, the uh, M113. And Holodeck with the Tholian. And Peter Rabbit is my number one. All right. All right. Um, what are exactly going to do with the Tholian? Well, <laughs> it's being... I have no clue. I didn't think that I was... You haven't gotten that far? Tested. Yeah. I, I, was, I was on crunch time. I, was, I had to make a decision and fast. Uh, no idea, but I'm sure we'll think of something... You'll have to process of elimination. <laughs> exactly. I, I think the would make a great number one. How so? Well, because they're just they're just so like militant with how they do things, you know. And like, if you had a Tholian who was tuned up, you know, as your number one man, I think they'd be a great right hand beast for you. You know, I, I was going to say right hand man, but I don't know what the, <laughs> what the proper are. pronoun is. Yeah. But they would just be awesome. I think. You know, like if you did something wrong, they'd be like, boom, you did something wrong. You did not leave at the appropriate time or you, you know, they would just keep you like right on the straight and narrow. Like you couldn't play any shenanigans, you know, which I would be want to do. So for me, a Tholian would be great. Keep you in line. Mm. I like it. Mm. All right. Marina. All right. No. All right. Jamie. No, that's that's it. Yeah, we missed Jamie. Yeah. It's Jamie. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, Pick 29. Twenty-nine. Bring it up, number twenty-nine. This must have been when you were getting really sick of this. About now, I'm thinking. No, you know, believe me when I tell you, <laughs> this was entirely a joy. Google image search. Really, I, uh, no, it got better towards the end. So we'll, we'll oh, see how I did here. There you go. <sighs> we've got Doctor Mora. Yeah. We've got Sloane from mm. Deep Space Nine, and uh, well, who's the Malcolm McDowell character? Dr. Sorian. Dr. Sorian. That's right. Dr. Sorian, Dr. Mora, and Sloan. <clears throat> well, this is a tough one. Um, I think uh, Sloan is coming to the holodeck because this way I can never really be true of what reality is because he could have me on the holodeck himself and I wouldn't know it. So... I may as well go to the holodeck because I may be living in holodeck anyway by the time I've had anything to do with Sloan. Because, so that's why I, I may as well just get it out of the road. 
So that's my, we may as well go to the holodeck with him. Now I'm left with the other two. Um, I actually kind of didn't mind Dr. Mora. I I felt he got a bit of a bad rap in the, in the episode. Uh, Odo, uh, you know, a little, little, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A little bit ungrateful for everything that uh, poor Mora did for him. And that kind of came out. So I I think uh, I'll have him as number one and for killing Captain Kirk. Um, I think Soren gets the red shirt. I think he gets his comeuppance, uh, which he, of course, got anyway, but uh, why, why, re- why not repeat history? So um, there you go. That's my, they're my selections there. All right. Done. Comments? Any disagreement? I'd actually flip Mora and Sloan. Right. And why would you do that? I would flip more on Sloan because Sloan, as devious as he is, as Section Thirty One as he is, there's always a uh, there's always a method to his madness. And you could get some stuff done with him as number one, is what you're saying, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and then uh, more as cards of you there. Right, and then more <laughs> yeah. just to learn science in a holiday. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Good stuff All around right. there. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's another alternative. I'll have to, I'll have to consider that. Any other comments? All right. Marina, pick a number. All right. Uh, How about 12? Number 12 coming up. Oh. (laughs) We've got Wesley Crusher, Dr. McCoy, (laughs) and Seven of Nine. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Um, (laughs) 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 All right. uh, Let's see. And it's TOS McCoy, not 2009 McCoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, in this case, regardless, uh, because it happens to be my favorite character in JJ movies. Uh, Okay. Now, McCoy, you know, he's he's the heart to Spock's brain, but I would actually pick him as my number one. Because he makes a wonderful advisor. Um, I would take Wesley to the holodeck. And believe it or not, I would actually let Seven be a red shirt. Because there are far too many times where I find her totally annoying. Uh, So that's my pick. (laughs) You've just eliminated three quarters of the second half of Voyager. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we all have our own versions. And how should I put this? You know, I arrived kind of late to the scene because I only immigrated to the States in 98. So actually, I picked up Voyager as things were happening. And believe it or not, I actually never saw it at 7 of 9 show. So we can have a separate discussion about this, but there you have it. All good. I just want to say I agree with none of those choices. All right, continue on. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that fun, though? No, I can totally see why people would pick Seven. Well, a holodeck is kind of duh, obvious. I can totally see why people would pick her as number one, considering that she's basically a walking library. But, you know, uh, knowledge is not wisdom. Let's put it this way. Hence, Dr. McCoy is my number one. How could you not take McCoy to the holodeck? <laughs> I, I, to me, that is- and, and do what? <laughs> He's like the, you know, I, one of he has my the hands of a surgeon. What, one of, <laughs> wow. One of my favorite scenes from TOS is like just a total little tiny scene. And I don't even remember what episode it's in, but he's in his office trying to get his drink on and Spock is there trying to talk to him. And he's just like, Spock, you want some booze? No. Well, I'm going to have some booze. Are you sure you want any booze? And he's just, I was like, that, that's my kind of guy. That's the kind of guy I want to talk to. And I want to hang out with him. I would want to take him to the holiday. Yeah. <laughs> And while I love Will Wheaton, um, oh, Wesley, you're not reach, I could, you're not I could, Will Wheaton. Uh, red, get it, put that red shirt on, my my man. 
I'm sorry. Your, your time's up. <laughs> uh, if it was he's a boy wonder. He's a genius. Come on. After all the pain and suffering that that guy's gone through, I'm going to let him live. <laughs> uh, I'm going to let him live. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's well, hey, I'm... if you if you redshirted him, you wouldn't have to tell him to shut up anymore. So, <laughs> am that's I right? I, I was going to say because this <laughs> is Starfleet, this is Starfleet Crusher, not Teenage Crusher, where it'd be an easily yeah, I suppose kick out the you know kick out the airlock. That's right. The picture I did pick is an Ensign picture, mm-hmm. so he does have his little uh, his serious. red uh tng uniform on so that, that might count. be a parallel would that be a parallel is it from parallels it could be a parallel universe wesley who might be more no, it could be it could be the, the the poor cut nemesis crusher with lieutenant uniform you know that yeah. you know when he's traveled with the traveler and definitely not the shut up wesley you know category yeah. anymore the that editor could be of that movie put a red shirt on him <laughs> fair enough all right, let's see. Oh, Allie, it's to you. Ooh, um, number four, have we done that? Number four has not been picked and it is all yours. Bring it up, number four. We oh. got Tom Paris, Kess, and TOS Scotty. All of them are already wearing red shirts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I would take Paris to the holodeck and we would play pool um, in Chase Paris. and Dream. Yeah. Paris. Um, Scotty would be my number one, and I'm sorry, Kes. Yes. It was the writing for her. I'm going to redshirt her. She's only going to live for what? For what, nine? What yeah. did they say? Nine years? Eight, nine years? Something like that? Nine years. She's yeah. dead by now, anyway. So it's, right. yeah, yeah. it's only a five year mission. I mean, you know. <laughs> I think that her character could have been written so much better. I mean, there are admirable qualities about Kiss, but I just felt that she never really went to the place that I wanted her to go to, like, grow as a character. Uh, I'm in agreement with Allie. I think the writing made her made her unlikable, but the one endearing quality that she had was to stick up for the little guy, be it the uh, mm-hmm. be it the EMH. Uh, yes, I, I would agree with Allie's choices hands down. Now, John, you're yep. doing you're doing your uh, rewatch of Voyager, and you're still in the early seasons, which I'm, I'm loving your little thoughts, little thought bubbles that come through on uh, on Twitter about about those. Oh, you're following uh, me on that, yeah. So fun to, um, fun to watch, yeah, of course. So I, and, I put this out on Twitter. I, I'm I'm in the middle of season two of Voyager, and I will say that Voyager is the series I know the least about. It's it's the one where I've missed the most episodes, I and mean, I have a pretty encyclopedic knowledge of TOS. Seen every episode at least five, six, seven times, like, and I'm not even joking. I've seen all the movies at least 10 times. Um, but Voyager uh, is the one I know the least about and I've seen the fewest number of episodes. So I went into it, you know, very open. And I got to say, I love Neelix and I love Kess. I do not like yeah. Neelix and Kess. They yeah. are. Yes, yeah. that is so well put. vomit every time that they're together because mm-hmm. I see no Absolutely. reason for it whatsoever. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I love your little your your thought thought thoughtettes. Can I call them like your thought tweets? Because sometimes they're they're yeah they're not they're not the same as what I would have thought of these things, and that's why I like uh, I like hearing them. So anyway, keep keep yeah. doing that. Oh well, thank you. So more, more I, I to come. honestly I don't think that uh, everyone gives Paris such a bad rap, 
and I don't love him, but I don't think he's extremely entirely awful. I don't know. He's what the Julian you? Bashir of Voyager. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. To a certain sure degree, but you have to agree that he actually, out of all characters between him and Valana, they actually had a very distinct and rather complete arc, as opposed to, say, Harry or poor Chicote, you know, where, yeah. like, literally nothing happened because it got to the a point. You know how they just gave up. You know how there's such a thing as a movie that's so bad that it's, it's good? I think, I think they gave Harry such a little arc that that is the arc. The arc is that the actual, <laughs> the, the, the character um, across from beginning to end, the fact that he had so little development, that itself is something to celebrate. You know, I think uh, that's, that's what I think about poor Harry Kim. Uh, I, think, uh, I think, Jamie, you got a point there, but there are little bumps in the arc where you see Harry Kim, uh, the episode The Shoot, uh, where he becomes Tom Paris's big brother, where Tom Paris was always the one that yeah. for him. Uh, Harry <clears throat> Kim actually becomes the big brother in that. Uh, the Nightingale, where he... Yeah, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to mention Nightingale. Yeah, Nightingale was one where he actually takes command and actually uh, puts himself in Janeway or a captain's shoes. Uh, but... Uh, as mundane as it is, I blame a lot of lesser of the story arcs because of the amount of the cast. Because you can't put everybody into a storyline. You know, you have seven people and you, you can't put make a storyline for everybody. I, I really blame an ensemble cast for drowning out lower deck or insignificant characters that we find insignificant because of the story or the writing. Well, it wouldn't have wouldn't have stopped them from giving him another pip, though. Just <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, no, of course. I'm, I'm I'm for promote Henson Kim. I I can hashtag that all day long. He just why he just died once and many times, you know. The the one thing I'll say is that in my Voyager rewatch, <laughs> I decided very early on that um, Tom Paris doesn't exist and his name is actually Locarno and it's one <laughs> single character and I care not for the name whatsoever. It's Locarno. You gatekeeper, John. Goodness and, me. You know, something, I, I used to be very conflicted about that point. I mean, because we obviously we all know the behind the scenes part of it, but you know, like, is it Paris, Locarno, is Locarno Paris? Um, but uh, I always keep thinking there was an old interview with Robbie McNeil when, you know, that one of the questions that popped up was actually this, you know, you played this character, which is very obviously pretty much the same thing. You know, how do you reconcile it uh, within the universe? And he said he preferred to think of it. Yeah. You can kind of think of them maybe as relatives or something, but one was an irredeemable and that being Lacarno and the other one was. So inside they were completely two different, Psychology is completely two, two different temperaments, completely two different personalities. Uh, I don't, so, I don't you know, know the history. Was it simply because they didn't want to pay whoever the writer was of the first year? Yeah, basically. Ding, it all ding, comes ding. down to money. The royalty. Ding, ding, ding. That, that's yeah. exactly it, yeah. If, if they named yeah. him Locarno, they'd have to pay whoever wrote that TNG episode royalties for every Voyager episode, and they didn't want to yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. So okay. in my own head, I'm like, it's Locarno. So that, yeah. that's how I feel about it. I like it. And in, and in I, my I, I head – about it as a – <laughs> I think about, it as, about him as a cousin. <laughs> so it's a, a related tragic, day, yeah. Uh, tale, and in today's day, royalties would be seventeen cents <clears throat> for one hundred and seventy-five. <laughs> right. And in my head, that photo of Scotty shows him incredibly bald under that comb over. Uh, <laughs> that's my that's my head cannon. 
He's like a bowling ball under there. I totally think that that's okay. Um, I believe it's to you, Allie. No, I just did. This is mine. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. So we're we, back, we went to, on a bit of a we're back to you. Yeah. Who, me? Yes. Yeah. Do, do nine. Do nine. Well, well, I don't want to do nine. I, I, I get to, no, y'all, oh, all right. Yeah. We pick them for you. Yeah. All right. Yes. So, okay, number nine coming up. Let me write that down before I forget. All right, number nine. Oh, we got an all ladies version. Ooh. Oh. We have uh, uh, Lieutenant Commander Ariam from Discovery. We have Lal, Data's android scion. Uh, I don't know if that word can be used for a female. I don't know if that's a gender-specific word, but uh, the offspring of, of Data. And then we have, what's uh, Famke Johnson's character's name? Uh, Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. So let's see yeah. here. Xenia on the top. Oh, sorry. oh <laughs> coming in with the James Bond reference. That's, All right, let's see. Sorry. I think that I, think that I will take... Arium to the holodeck. Okay. I think that Lal will get the red shirt because her um, cybernetic uh, systems are not going to last. And so that means that uh, Fomka Johnson is my number one. Mm. Yep. Because loyalty counts in a number one. And if there's one thing we know about that character is that once she imprints, she's done. Yeah. So can you ever say in your life that you have absolute total metaphysical certainty that someone will never betray you? That's what you're going to get with that character. So that's my reason. Ah, that's a pretty I like deep. It. I like that it. That is, yeah, everyone, we, we need a, a, a few moments of silence to ponder Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about, well, we're supposed to see more of Arium this next season. So honestly, we don't know too much about her yet. So I don't. That's exactly my point, Allie. I got the feeling that she was the character in all of Discovery that I wanted to know more about. Yeah, same. I, I think like we got like a, a lot of Michael Burnham, I think even too much, you know, in my opinion. I, I really wanted to know about these secondary characters on the bridge. And the one of them that I found the most interesting was this character. I wanted to know what's her story, what's her background, what's going on. And I just feel like I would enjoy just going with Arium and taking her into various kind of holodeck things and seeing what she does, you know, hanging out. To, yeah. Just to hang out. And, you know, I don't know if she has beers or whatever, like, but like you <laughs> and uh, Shashank did it uh, at that uh, star Wars, uh, th you know, the 3d. Yeah. I think yeah, Shashank and I went to yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You could go to the holodeck to do the 3d version of what, of something worse than a holodeck. That would be ironic. Wouldn't it? That would be, uh, <laughs> that would be that would be great. I think, um, that would, I think Lieutenant Arian would make a great short trek because it's somebody yeah. we don't know. And yeah. 15 minutes is better than nothing. That's a great point. I actually got a chance to, I mean, the, to date, the only question I have actually asked at STLV, I've been now twice and got to ask one question, which was all the secondary characters were on the stage. And I basically said, I think I speak for a lot of people in the audience. We'd love to see more stuff about you lot. And are we going to get that in season two? And they did suggest that they were going, we are, we are going to see more of the, you know, maybe it won't be as lower decks as the uh, animated series will be, but we're going to see a, a little bit more of the secondary bridge crew characters. So I think that's going to be great. I, I, do great. Seem, I do seem to recall, we heard somewhere we're going to find out like what Detmer's head implant is all about. Yeah. She, yeah. I think she said something about that at STLV. So that, that's my opinion. 
we're all for it. All right, then who who's next? Uh, I, think Chris, Chris. I think it's me. Yeah. Pick a number, Chris. Oh boy. Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen. You got it. Nineteen is See what coming side up. I get to come up with. So far, I'm like oh for twelve. Oh, I think you're gonna like nineteen. <sighs> Ooh. Now, Ooh, okay. That's a good now, one. I have to say something very, I have to preface this, okay? Ooh. You have to take the picture as it is. So we have Jayla, we have Star Trek uh, two Savic, and that's Mirror Tilly. That's not Prime Tilly. Killy. Yeah. That, it's that, that Captain Killy. Killy. Not the fake Killy, that's the real Killy. Real Killy. So make right. your judgments appropriately. That's why oh that picture is there. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, see, red shirt's gonna be tough. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> picked a good number, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, I did. Pick this, a is, this, is, um, this is too tough, John. I know. It is. It is I know. I know. It is That's why I waited till we're like you know into our like third beers before we got into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the beer. Damn it. Okay. Um, this would have made it so much better. I think it's only 11 a.m. Uh, here. I'm not sure I can have a beer. Oh, it's after 12. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> the sun's up. You can have it. Uh, up, I'm good. All right. Let's go ahead and write. I hate to do this. Red shirt, Savic. No, Number one, Killy. And Holodeck, Jayla. Holodeck, Jayla. Dude, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard one though. It is a hard one. Hard it is a hard one. Yeah. I keep I mixing up uh I keep mixing up Kirstie Alley and and um who who, who oh, played um, the same role in Robin Star Trek. Robin Curtis. Robin yeah. Curtis, yeah. Uh, no, no, the, well, the new character who who then uh, then betrayed everyone in Star Trek 6. Oh, oh uh, uh the girl Valeris. from Sex in the City. Yeah, Valeris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Valeris. Yes, yeah. similar kind of, you know, it's a Tom Paris Locano situation, I think, kind of. Yeah, uh, it was it was meant to be Stavic, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they. Uh, it's they the ears. Come back and yeah. yeah it's yeah. the ears. You can get mixed up very easily. Well, you know, Vulcans they all look alike. Uh, yeah, exactly. What can I say, you know. <laughs> I, I think we, I think Jayla, basically holodeck wise, because I'm pretty sure there'd be some fun times we can have. Dirt biking around, fixing yeah. ships and whatnot uh, with her engine. Fixing ships, got it. Don't you think that Captain Killy would kill you? <laughs> no, I would. I would tell her that her mother likes her straight hair. That's exactly what I would do. I would continue to commend her on her straight hair because yeah. that's what her mom would like. And then Savick, just because she's pompous and Vulcan. If Tilly's if Tilly's prime universe mum is a pain, imagine what Killy's mum's like. Oh yeah, if Killy's mum's alive. Y'all with this? <laughs> are, are you all aware of the? And it's not a theory, but it's in the books, and it was in the original treatment of the of the story that Savick is supposed to be half Romulan, half Vulcan. Yes. So I've heard that. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. No. I've always accepted that she was half Romulan going into it. <clears throat> I didn't know that. No. Neither did I. If, if you read the novels, not only is she half Romulan, but she had a very tragic upbringing. And then in the Star Trek three novelization, her and David Marcus kind of get together, which is like totally mind warping if you think about it. That is. 
Yeah, it's very mind warming. Interesting. Yeah, and it gets it gets a little bit Our bodice very ripper. memory beta of you. Jeez, oh, that's <laughs> it gets a little bit bodice ripper in the in the book. I gotta say, uh, whoever the author was of the Star Trek three novelization, I was like, whoa, and I was like, you know, fourteen or something, and I'm reading the book, and I was like, why? <laughs> you know, I mean, it was really, you know, it was it was really something. So just putting that out there. Yeah. Okay. Patreon listeners. You know, you've learned something new. If you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You only had to make it to minute. Mm. Okay. All right. Round, uh, next round. All right. Who's next? This will be the final round. It's Jamie. It's Jamie, pick a does number. That mean, does that mean we only have five left or? No, I, I got like I got plenty more, but you know, if you want to keep on going. Final but... round. No, 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 no. I'm fine if people need to leave. I'm just saying yeah, there are only five numbers. I, I can't keep track of the numbers. I got uh, the numbers. Just pick a number and I'll tell you if it's been picked. G- give me, give me, give me a choice of three. Uh how about number six, number thirty-two, or number twelve? No, twelve's been picked. I, I did twelve already. Yeah. Um number it's... fifteen. Nope, 15. 15. Uh, 15. 16. <laughs> yeah. John, you're all over this. Sorry. <laughs> well, in that yeah, case, I'll go with six. Hard, Number six. All right. Number six is coming up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we have Tapal, Brunt, FCA, Ooh. and the Horta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, what fun can you have with a hornet, Jamie? Just think of what fun you can have with a hornet. <laughs> <sighs> hmm. This is a tough one. Brunt, Paul, and a hoarder. Okay. Uh, yikes. All right. This is fairly. This is fairly simple. Uh, the my number one is going to be the Horta, because uh, I need I need some kind of creature with empathy, and I think you know in in leadership roles currently today, and I'm not making any political comment at all. I think uh, a sense of empathy is what we need, and uh, something that has a, a capacity for human emotion. I think I want on on the bridge with me. So there you go. Number one is the Horta. Um, uh, I'm going to. Take Brunt to the holodeck so we can get right the ambush that's going to save Moogie. Uh, that is my simple. Uh, we're going to get. We're going to keep practice, practice, practice until we get that right. And uh, and I'm sorry, uh, red shirt. I'm sorry. My enterprise bias here is showing pretty badly. <laughs> but um, sorry. Goodbye, to Paul. No, red shirt gone. Wow. Uh, too too. What's the word? I'm uh, too humorless. Too, you know. Like dry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, there you go. That's the best I've got for you. All right. Thoughts on that? The Horta. Oh, come on, John. Come on, John. You're going to switch these all around. I like to Paul. I don't know. Oh, this is hard. Well, Allie, I'm I think right she, there with you. I think she Paul would be my number one. Just go uh, practice. And yeah, this is going to be unfair, but the reason that I like to Paul is because, and again, I'm, I'm not that all familiar with enterprise either, but I just love that episode, uh, carbon Creek, where we see the uh, grandma it's her and, and she's got, she's got her she's like in the fifties outfit with her little bag. And she's like inventing Velcro and like trying to do a bunch of stuff in the fifties. I just, I, or sixties, I just thought it was great. So okay. I, 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 I kind of like, let me say grandma to Paul, I'm keeping around. 
It's just this one I'm, I'm sending down in the transporter. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I was just watching Carbon Creek the other day and I realized that they had the knit caps like the male Vulcans that were with her had the knit caps just like City on the Edge of Forever with Spock had his. And I'm like, oh my, nice uh, fan service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice so much. Good. Carbon Creek is one of my favorite Star Trek episodes. The Velcro. So come on, John, what are you doing with, what are you doing with Brunt? Oh, um, Brunt uh, gets the red shirt. So you're going to the holodeck with the Horda? Yeah, I think the Horda could show me whole new interesting ways of being. You know, what would it be like to live under the surface of a planet and to like carve through rock as if it's like you and I moving through air? I mean, to me, that would be like the most Star Trek of experiences, you know, to learn about another being that has a very different way of living and to appreciate it. And I would want to learn about that. And I think it would be just awesome. And I would, I would love to spend some time in the holodeck with the Horda. They're quite intelligent creatures, as Spock says. And uh, I think we'd have a nice time. Yeah. You yeah. huh. chat philosophy or something with them. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, actually... We could. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, Ali, go. go um, I just played through a Star Trek Online mission where you get to play as Brunt for a part of it. That's a... Uh, victory you get to like... play as like Quark and Nog too. It's... Um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's just like completely ridiculous. They have this like outrageous music going on in the background throughout the whole mission. So can I just um, rant on Star Trek online? Because sure. only I, if I could follow you. I, we, I hadn't we, played we, we in a couple of weeks and I logged in last night and you know, I'm a very new player. So I, I am not advanced at all. I, I rolled up a Romulan engineer. So that's what I started playing as. And I, and then I logged into the game and it's like, oh, here's like a 27 gigabyte patch. Okay, fine. I wait for the 27 gigabyte patch to download. And then I'm finally like, oh, I get to play. And then it says, the game has been updated. Your current mission has been changed. You have to restart. And I was like, ah, to hell with all oh, no. I was so mad. And so I was like, out of hell with this. And I logged out. So boo on Star Trek Online. I'm going to follow John's rant, and I'm going to say, since the Victory of Life expansion came out on console, I have yet to play through one particular mission in the DS9 campaign, because it kept it keeps uh, red-barring me. It gives me a, a timeout message. So I messaged Creation, or not Creation, I mentioned Cryptic, and they said, oh, well, we don't, we're not familiar with the console edition. If you had a computer, we can actually help you out. So you're stuck. Well, that doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> exactly. So, well, yeah. you should now email creation uh, because, hey, you know, they get a lot of complaint emails from other people. So why not <laughs> yeah. just send your email along and it can get uh, exactly. dealt with all the others? Well, yeah, they might even be able to help you. <laughs> uh, you know what? That brings up something I want to talk about. So, Marina, I'm going to put you on the spot. So, you went to uh, yeah. the Birmingham convention, which just ended a mm-hmm. uh, couple uh, just recently. And, uh, People complain about creation a lot. Not, I'm not in a position to really say whether creation is awesome or not. I, I don't really know because the last time I went to another convention that was in a creation convention was a long time ago. So tell me, how did it compare? Well, comparing it is apples and oranges because it's two different convention models. Destination Star Trek is basically a Star Trek Comic Con. That's how it's set up. You, have, you still have ticket packages. The bottom line is your 
basic admission is exactly what it is. It gets you an admission into a giant convention hall that's separated into just functional areas. Um, we're actually covering this in this upcoming episode of Shorelist. Uh, so, the, you know, going to destination and expecting something exactly like Vegas is a mistake. Going in expecting something so incredibly better than Vegas is a mistake. It's just going to be a different version of a track convention. So, you know, your main theater is much smaller and frankly was probably the only absolute downside as far as I'm concerned um, because it was basically like sitting in a giant cave. In terms of audiovisual quality, generally their stuff is, is worse. You, you have open seating theaters, so your acoustics is non-existent basically. Um, other than that, it's, it's still great fun because you still have the same thing. You're meeting up with random people. You're meeting up with people that you already know from conventions. You're meeting up people that you know online. You still have the autographing. You still have the photo ops, which are basically the same. It just, it may be, you know, the mechanics might be a little bit different, but you're mm -hmm. still doing exactly the same thing. So, you know, if you came to me and said, what would I, what would I pick between Vegas and, or, or destination? Yeah, I would do Vegas because I have far more, comfort with that sort of setup i would rather pay a little bit more and know that i have access to the panels which i still enjoy doing you know folks who don't only go to conventions just to cosplay and hang out yes vegas would probably seem as a bit of an overkill because you have an, an, an all-inclusive package regardless what you're buying a five-day general admission or you know a gold weekend but <clears throat> bottom line it's just it's two different models of convention doing so to speak i enjoyed myself greatly especially considering that i i managed to arrange destination trip literally two weeks before the convention happened i got talked into it and i'm like well what the heck so many people from vegas are going we're going to have a, a clv reunion a, a lot of folks that i know online for years by now from like netherlands to germany all of them are going they don't have that many choices for track conventions or just generally conventions period in europe so everybody like well we're all here you should be coming and i'm like I'm, I'll be there. I'm going to check it out. So at this point, you know, my opinion, if you like, enjoy going to conventions, especially if you like to try something that is specifically track, let's face it, we don't have that many franchise-specific conventions out there right now. Uh, if you have an opportunity financially and time-wise, definitely do it because it's just it's a wonderful way to explore the fandom further. It just it's a it's a different twist on how you do a Star Trek convention. Overall, right, cool. as, as I said, I I loved it. I enjoyed myself, except for the the whole thing with the main theater, which incidentally those are paid talks. You can't just walk into the theater and check out what's going on. But bottom line is everything else I did photo ops, I did the autographs, I checked out the panels, but mostly I just basically hang out with the people that I know either from Vegas or that I knew only online. That's the first time we actually met uh, in person in, since whenever. <laughs> well, well, you know, Marina, yeah. everyone at the Tricorder family, we thank you for your roving reporter uh, <laughs> report. And listen to uh, Shorelist. Yeah. All right. My pleasure. My pleasure. Is, is, is it to you, Marie? Uh, Are you next? Right. I think you're next. Um, I, yeah, I think I am. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's do number 17. 17's been picked. Oh, it's been picked. Uh, how about 11? But number 11 coming up. Oh. <laughs> Oh, is it wow. bad? Good. <laughs> Jeez. We've got Odo. Good Voyager. We've got mm. we've got um, Mirror Empress Giorgio, and we've oh. got uh, who's the Sarah Silverman Voyager character? Rain, uh, oh, I know who you're talking. Uh, Rain, uh, Rain, Rain, Rain. Yeah. Um, Rain. Uh, uh, 
the hell was her last That's name? That's exactly you. Gave her a last name. So we, those are your three. We've got uh, Mira Giorgio, we've got Odo, and we've got uh, Sarah Silverman in Voyager. Yeah. Um, all right. This was actually pretty straightforward, and I, I do apologize. I need a, a small pause to, to grab a drink of water because my voice is starting to go off the, go, that go little monologue. Do it. Do it. <clears throat> um, so Odo's for number one. That's hands down. Come on. This is Odo. You know, the, <laughs> He's, he's the lawman. Um, Emperor Giorgio is going to be a lot of fun, so I would pick, you know, just to hang out and <laughs> see what she's like. So I'll, I'll pick her for all deck. And uh, Rain was fun, and I suppose it's sort of like kind of nice, you know, your 90s female scientist that was so excited about Voyager and the whole thing, but nevertheless, uh, she'd be a red shirt. Wow, to spend all that time trying to find proof of extraterrestrial life only to die. I know, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. Hi, I'm from outer space and you're dead. And you're dead. <laughs> and done. Red shirted. Basically. Jeez. Well, yeah, maybe you want to think twice about that giant collector of information, you know, those, uh, yeah. Now, now, what did you put Mira Giorgio as? A holodeck. Holodeck. <laughs> Man, basically reenact. She's, de- Kill she's Bill. deliciously evilly yeah. fun. So reenact Kill Bill with the safeties off. No, on. No, you don't. Want to <laughs> I don't think Mirror Giorgio ever has the safeties on. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. I think mine would have been the same. I think I would have picked the same way. There's no point in taking Odo to the holodeck because he can basically become anything he wants anyway, right? So uh, yeah, and yeah, he's going to be grumpy about it. And he'd be grumpy about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Hold on. And you guys question my choice about Captain Killy. <laughs> <laughs> but we, yeah. did, we didn't actually see Captain Killy ever, right? We only see the image. Well, yes. But, yeah. but we know. We know. That's enough for John to use on his edition of Party Trek. We, Don't worry. We know, yes. <laughs> we, we know that Captain Killy is not to be messed around with. You know, And mm-hmm. I, I've posited that the reason that we never see Captain Killy is because she is so bloodthirsty and violent that people would end up hating the Tilly character because of it. Oh, that makes sense. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, Lorca? I mean, she killed millions and billions of people. You know, she is not like some comic relief character, Captain Killy. You know, she is a seriously bloodthirsty psychopath. And, you know, if, if, if you had to reconcile Captain Killy and R. Tilly, I think it would be, you know, literally a nomad does not compute. I'm shutting down and going into standby mode moment. Tr- truly, I'm, I'm not even kidding about that. I didn't say that. Hard, hard to represent someone that people on screen. Is that your, your point? It, it would have been too hard to reconcile the two characters because, you know, I mean, we hear Captain Killy's service record, right? And... From from the, the, the Captain Killy service record, she is not, you know, some comic relief character. She is a hardcore murdering nut. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the mirror universe is not a cool place. You know, if if you're a if you're a human in the mirror universe, you are a bloodthirsty, crazy person. And I, I just, you know, while I think Mary Wiseman, the actress, would have been up to it, I think that it was a wise decision not to show us that character. Because I think it would have, I think as viewers, we would have used that to inform what we thought of Tilly and it would have given her a darkness that I think would have been hard to break free from. 
Truly, it'll be, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do with George O running around yeah. the Prime Universe. Yeah, thirty-one, uh, absolutely. But but we're not given Giorgio's the mirror Emperor's no, record, right? I mean, yeah. I think that no. was a key moment for me. You know, as I watched the show, you know, and and if you just like sit there and rewatch that moment from Discovery and think like, you know, just just try to figure it out. How many people do you think Captain Killy is killed? Yeah, you know, that, well, that's she got a whole nickname discussion. from it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason she's called that. Yeah, yeah. you know, scary stuff. Woo! All right, that's a down moment. All right, we got to recover, peeps. All right, who's next? (laughs) Only the murder of billions of people to recover from here. That's okay. (laughs) Billions of of imaginary fictional people, but still, (laughs) each one of them has a backstory, right? John, every one of them has a mother. That's why in my book, you are a larrikin, Jamie McGee. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) the the, the five other people who are listening to this who know what a larrikin is, the rest of you can look it up. Okay. Is that not a word that's... No. no. That's oh, really? That is a word only in Australia, and everybody else is like, what the heck is he talking about? Okay. So oh, I, I leave that... Who's let's next? leave that as an exercise for the listener. <laughs> okay. There you go. Who's next? I think it's me. Is it me? Allie, yeah. All right, Allie, pick a number. Oh. Um, has 32 been picked? The last one has it been picked? 32 has not been picked. I will do that. All right, 32, coming on up. Whoa! We've we've got an all-lady panel for you. We've got Alice Eve as Carol Marcus. So it's the 2009 Carol Marcus. We've got TOS Nurse Chapel. And we've got Pulaski. (laughs) Marina said it all right there. (laughs) Yeah. Another Um, another medical... Yeah. Yeah. So all medical, all ladies, and all blondes. This is like a trifecta. All medical, all ladies, all blondes. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I think that Nurse Chapel would be my number one. I think that Carol Marcus, or I guess Alice Eve, the JJ, I would go to the holodeck with her and she could teach me how to defuse bombs. Um, (laughs) And I'm sorry, I do not... And Pulaski's not my favorite, so she would be my red shirt. John's upset. I'm sorry. I don't, it's not like I absolutely dislike her, but she's just not my favorite. Pulaski who? Pulaski Riker? You you know what I appreciate about your choices, Allie? Is that, is that Chapel is the original number one. Number one. You know, yeah. and it's a little bit meta, yeah. but that's a really inspired selection. So I totally endorse that. Thumbs okay. up right here. Number one's my favorite. I did cosplay as her at STLV if anyone saw me. Ooh, very uh, cool. Nice. Yeah, I don't know what you would... Pulaski... I mean, John, do you, uh, yeah, do you, you uh, host meetings of the... Uh, of the Pulaski having the Klingon club, you know, ceremony <laughs> uh, in phone booths around Las Vegas. Do you, is that uh, the Pulaski fan club? Dude, you know what? I will say this, you know, and I, I'm, I'm uh, I think, I think Ken Ray on mission log said this. And so I'm echoing his uh, uh, brilliant and insightful comments. When you rewatch season two of TNG, man, Pulaski is down for anything. 
they're like, hey, we're going to go and we're going to redo um, like Shakespeare, uh, not Shakespeare. We're, we're going to redo uh, Sherlock Holmes. She's like, okay, I'm down. And she shows I mean, up in costume and she's there. I was like, I want a friend like that. <laughs> be like, yeah, I'm going to recreate, you know, the Battle of Hastings in 1066. Show up in costume. Boom. She's yeah. there. I was like, I, that's totally awesome. <laughs> so I, I always said that the such tea ceremony that I mentioned, you know, when, when yeah. war came in and did the whole, she was, she knew exactly what the, she was preparing. She just, boom, the antidote. Let's have the Klingon tea ceremony. Don't, don't you want a friend like that? You know? And yeah, and, I mean, and, and I will say this, I mean, in all honesty, guys and ladies, truly TNG was not so great in its portrayal of families in any dimension, in any measure. And so, like, when you, when you think of, like, best moms in all of Star Trek, do you really want to put Bev Crusher in that list? I, I don't. Um, and that's not to diminish the character, you know, and it's really the writing. But, I mean, I, I just thought that Pulaski was the key unturned. I thought that um, had she been in the, continued in the show and developed further, I thought that she could have been a really valuable part of the show and i think that she could have been developed in ways that crusher never got the chance to because she just never had the the, the opportunity to in the scripts that, she, that that um gates was given you know and that's not a slight against the actress i just don't think she had the opportunity well it's it's the usual problem it's like you said you know like it's it's, it's the writers i think that's probably one the first time that they <laughs> metaphorically speaking stepped on that rake when they tried to make a character behave like a different character they basically tried to do an, another a, a female mccoy that's what they tried to do yeah you, you know you you look further you know when the, the first actress who was chosen for captain janeway they wanted to do another picard like literally even with french accent didn't work <laughs> doesn't work so I'm just excited for John's John's uh, dinner party, which he's clearly going to host with McCoy and Pulaski and himself on the holodeck. Uh, they're all going to have dinner and a bunch of irascible people who love a beer. You know, that sounds what a, <laughs> I love a drink. You know, what a great uh, what a great dinner party that's going to be. And oh, all yeah. of you tune in for that. You know, yeah, you I'd tune in. Don't mind <laughs> One of my powers, I'd know. Yeah. Spot on. <laughs> I think they, I think they, they gave Pulaski the intellectual part, the, the intellectual part, which I believe was missing from the Beverly Crusher character. And as much as we rag on Pulaski, and blah, blah, but she really filled in her part with the intellectualism uh, quite well. And it's something, yeah. that, like John yeah. said, something we were missing out of the Crusher character. Because Crusher was always like, oh, Wesley, or hey, this medical blah, 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 blah. But you put, but you put <laughs> in measure of a man, you put him in, in, in all the other intellectual scenes in only the one season and it made her to be the intellectual one that we all wanted. What I liked about Pulaski is that she had absolutely no time for data. Uh, everyone else is. Uh, everyone else thinks this is the uh, the greatest wonder of the world. You know, uh, a speaking android, sentient. Let me capture this thing and put him in my museum. You know, and she's like, I'm not interested in that thing. That, thing, that thing's not. That's, uh, turn it off. You know. If you're gonna no say it right, Jamie. If you're gonna say it right, she had no time for data. Oh, sorry. Oh. Yes. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Is it? Is it? You know. The, Go ahead. The very cool, last, last sort of like a last statement is something that Chris said. You know, the irony also being, you know, you know, Crusher missing all those uh, features, uh, you know, whatever you may call it. The irony being that in real life, 
because Gates McFadden wanted to do things differently and push the producers, and she basically wanted to be more intellectual, more forceful, more strong in the role, that's one of the reasons she got fired. And we got Pulaski. And and I think goes across all, minus the animated series, of course, all (laughs) Star Trek is each actor had their own thing about what character, how the character should be portrayed, but was shot down. And I think if they were to be given that create creativity just for one episode, oh, act one, sorry. act one and yeah. two, whatever, I think we would have seen a lot, of, a lot of the lower deck characters. What a great, what a great idea. At least every, every, every actor that gets cast in a main role in Star Trek gets one episode where they just get to, uh, they write the story for their own character after, after a few seasons. What a great, uh, I, I like that idea. I, re- I remembered listening to uh, Marina at uh, Marina um, Sirtis at one of the um, STLVs, and she was telling the story that she was at the the buffet lunch that they have at the craft services table, and one of the writers was there, and she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna try to go up to this writer." And I don't remember; she might have given more specifics than this, but this is the gist of the story. She goes up to this writer on the show, and she's like, "You know, I think my my character should be doing more things." And he turns to her and he's like, so what should she be doing? And she was like, more things. Like, <laughs> like what things? Do you, have a, do you have an idea? And she's like, the things, more of those, you know? And she realized, like, oh, my God, you know, these writers, they're so pressed to, like, get out an episode in, like, you know, six days that they were looking for us to, to help them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it was just a really good insight into how television is made, right? They're under such pressure well, to get television was in. made. Yeah. No, again, no, yeah. no one's doing 26 episodes a season anymore, right? Yeah, but even still, I mean, I think with, you know, the amount of effects and post-production that they're doing, I mean, while the, you know, the, the bar charts may have changed on the schedule, they're still trying to get this stuff out on time. And, yeah. you know, I, I think that, you know, at the time, though, for sure... <laughs> You know, she realized that, oh, my God, they're looking for me to, you know, actually weigh in. And I'm sure that, you know, there's um, articles written about this particular incident that have been, you know, put on the web. But um, I, I think that that's true. You know, that the actors can advocate, but, you know, then the, then the writers turn around and they're like, so what do you want? And they're like, you know, and Patrick had some thoughts on that. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, no, I was, what I was going to say is Jamie has a point is there is no... 26 24 episodes a season which allows a standalone it's like i was talking with john in the episode of track profiles nowadays it's all uh it's it's one big story so one director and everybody carries on from the previous episode so there is no chance to be a standalone even the mud episodes though we knew they were was all mud comes in mud comes in but it's still the same storyline yeah yeah. That's uh, that's underlined. So that's one thing that really is missing is creativity. When you have a uh, a story arc that proceeds over fifteen episodes, that's why I like your point about how they can use the short tracks. To yeah, and and and, and it's so true. Yeah. And it's so true. And Arium, Arium is a great example because we know Tilly's story, we know Saru's story. We know Mud Story, but the Mud episode, I think, is in there for the comedy aspect. And with this new one that's coming up, this Calypso one, this craft guy, we don't know nothing about him. That's the one I want to see. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Hardison. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah Hardison. I loved, I loved yeah. him in Leverage, um, but it's a character no one knows about at a time no one knows about a thousand years into the future. No one knows about that's one I'm waiting to see. I, I saw Runaway. I was like, eh, okay, we know about Tilly, big deal. Saru, we know about him, big deal. You know, but the, the Calypso was the one that caught me because the Calypso one's going to remind me of the Enterprise episode of Dead Stop and 2001: A Space Odyssey. If you match those two together, mm. from from the from the uh, the from the trailer, if you look at it, it, it reminds me of those two episodes. Cool. Well, you won't have long to wait, isn't it? It's only about a week away, right? No, it's about a week away, yeah. Days away, yeah. Yeah, it's six days from the time of this recording. So, All right. And as, I am, as I'm legally obliged to say, and I'm not revealing any way that I'm managing to watch those uh, in a territory that does not cover, uh, that they are not legally available in. <laughs> anyway, never mind. <laughs> so um, is it is it to me for the last one? Yes, that's right. Y'all get to pick us one. Home, John. This, bring this us will be our last one, and unless you want to do more, but this will be the last one. Bring us home. Pick a good number. What's the uh, number we haven't picked? What's left? Well, I mean, there's a uh, lot. There's more left than eight. Eight has not been picked. Oh, all right. So let's do there it. There you go. All right. I don't. I, I have no idea what these are. Now, John, I, I want to. Do you not have one? I mean, we're doing groups of three. Are there? Is there no one where there? I'm just trying to think of which characters in Star Trek history have been played by three different act, actors or actresses. Zial. Um, Zial. Spock uh, has been played by nine it, characters. In, 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 if in nine uh, actors, yeah. the children. So, so I need a I need a I need a screen where you can choose three different versions of the one character and work out. Uh, <laughs> I, I did that. not do that. I did not wow. do that. Okay. Right. Well, in that case, we'll go with eight. It, it's number eight. All right, number eight coming up. Oh, wow! <laughs> we couldn't find a third bald person. <laughs> I, I did be, not plan that. I did not be, plan that was in, entirely <laughs> accidental. That would be Scotty with that. That looks like a comb over, doesn't it? That looks like a comb over. We have TOS Kevin Riley. That's a hairpiece. Take me away, Kathleen. We have <laughs> Robot Ilea. So I'm going to say that's Robot Ilea, not the actual Ilea. Well, the, the gigantic blinking light in the center of her. Yeah, yeah. She's got the big throat. light in her throat. And we yeah. have the, um, I don't know what this character's name is, but he's, he's played by actor Joe Gatt in the 2009 Star Trek. He's the uh, cyborg interface to the Enterprise oh, computer. Zero eight it's seven, a number. Zero yeah, like eight, he had numbers. Zero eight something. I can't think of his number. Mm. I'm just glad I didn't get this one. Oh, goodness. So this this is hard. Um, mm. Well, I think Riley and I are going to the holodeck. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to have an AA meeting there at some point, I think. Oh, uh, Okay, I looked it up. He was Science Officer 0718. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Okay, yep. so so uh, zero Science Officer 0718. Okay. So uh, Riley and I are going to the holodeck. Speaking of which, John, do we have to give a plug for Sobertrek? For, for which one? Oh, we do. Um, Heather... Said something yeah, like Heather asked for a plug for Sobertrek. Oh, we totally will. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
let's yeah, see. Let's finish it up. Which will which will not be holding a meeting at your dinner party on the holodeck uh, with McCoy and uh, and other people. <laughs> they will not be. Uh, just <laughs> this is this is water, dude. I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I robot Ilea is getting the red shirt because I somehow feel that she would not uh, be in any way harmed by whatever happened down there. So she would go down to the planet and like, you know, she wouldn't eat the plants. She wouldn't, you know, whatever came up to her and be like, ha ha ha, I'm going to hurt you. She'd be like, and you know, (laughs) so like there's no risk to robot Ilea. And, uh, and so I think uh, the science officer of zero seven, whatever, whatever, he's going to be my uh, number one. Sounds good. Yeah. And I, I have no regrets. I am, I am very confident in those choices. John Crick unit. John Crick unit. <laughs> John, John unit. <laughs> you know, but well, can't argue with that. That's just common sense, John. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. That was too tight. That was too hard. We finished on a hard one there. That was a tricky one. You you want to do one more? We can you do were one stretched. more. You were stretched. You, you want to do one more? We can do one more if you want. Up, uh, I'm up, up open to the group. I'm game. All right. Uh, Allie, I'm calling you out. Pick a number. Oh, gosh. Um, have we done th- – oh, we did 13, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. What okay? What has not been picked yet? Yeah, yeah. Now we go through the ones um, that have been picked. Four. I don't think we do it. Did anything? Oh, no, I'm we did four. four. Uh, we I haven't have... done five. We haven't done. Yeah, I did five. I had five. I had like five and twenty-five. I think. No, no. Oh, we did five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't. We did six. We did seven. We did eight. We haven't done nine. We haven't done a lot of the high numbers. So pick a high number, and we'll see if we did it. Have we done nineteen? Nope. Yes. Oh, we didn't. Okay. Jeez. Um, 21? Like 21, I don't think we did. Okay. Woo. All right, let's do 21, and this will be our last one. We should all have to get our answers on this one. Yeah, there you go. Oh, everyone, no, listen, everyone yeah, okay, do. okay. Yes, we all have to weigh in. So I'll put up 21. I'll say what it is. Then we all have to come up with our selections and then say what they are. Fair enough? Sure. Yep. All right, here we go. Number 21. Oh, <laughs> this is fantastic. an all-Klingon panel. Uh, this one we should do <laughs> F-Bomb, Mary Kill, we uh, have, I think. Uh, <laughs> we have, it's all Klingon and all boys. So we have uh, Cole from Discovery, Krug from Star Trek Three, and Duras from TNG. So those are our three Klingons. In the, this was an inspired choice. This was really good. Wow. A great one. And oh. so we have Duras uh, from TNG, Cole from Discovery, and Krug from Star Trek Three. Who's was your number one? Who's your holodeck? And who's your red shirt? This was a choice inspired by John, Dr. McCoy, and Pulaski while at the bar <laughs> drinking bottles. bottles. Oh. This was I couldn't have planned this, and truly, this really is the the correct number. This is this is I I'm not playing I've not played any games with this. These really are the right numbers. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is awesome. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. I don't know. Is Ali going first? I oh, picked the number, so I shouldn't have to go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, um, I'll go first. Well, all right. 
I'll go first uh, because I'm the host and I, I feel like I should be gracious in that way. So I will pick Krug as my number one because I feel like he really is loyal to the Empire and he's a hardcore Klingon dude. And if he felt like if he was number one, he would want to be number one to the best of his Klingon ability. That's a supposition. I don't know if it's true. But I would pick him for that. I think um, Cole would be hilarious in the holodeck. I would try to pick a series of like Laurel and Hardy novels uh, and and like Three Stooges. Um, and I feel like Cole would provide the most hilarious entertainment in that uh, out of any of these three of these like heavily ridged dudes. So um, since that would make me LOL, I'll pick him for that. And that means that Duras is getting the red shirt, which is probably more than he deserves. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Duras for my red shirt anyway. Is, so, is there anyone not red shirting Duras the traitor? No, not at all. Yeah. E Marina? Not at all. Nope. I actually, I, I, I might have swapped Call and Krug, but I'm trying to find reasoning for that. But yeah, Duras is definitely a red shirt. Yeah. yeah. Duras is gone. Just Done. because that the family name alone. Well, it sounds yeah. like we have unanimity and togetherness, which is like a total Star Trek fandom thing uh, to have right here. So that's beautiful, and I appreciate. Mm -hmm. So, so now we're just up to Colin Cruise. And you know, I think this is a fifty. You know, this is the fifty-fifty-ninety rule. Have you have you ever heard of that? Whenever you have a fifty-fifty chance, you have a ninety percent chance of picking the wrong thing. <laughs> oh. Can I use that next time I go to the casino? Unless, well, only if you quote me and credit me with your. Uh, okay, I, I will. I will carry a card. Um, I think that that Cole would double cross you, so I don't know if I'd want him as my number one. Mm. I mean, he did so with uh, Takufma, essentially. Mm. I don't know. It's, I, I don't. Know. I think. I think if it was Kenneth Mitchell and Christopher Lloyd, I would go. I would go uh, uh, Lloyd to the holodeck and, and Ken Mitchell as, as number one. But I think as their characters, I'm switching it around the other way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with Jamie. I'll agree with Jamie on it. If it was Christopher Lloyd as Jim from Taxi, <laughs> it would be fun in the holodeck. Uh, no, it's Krug, though. It's I know, I know. Oh, I'd have to go but he's got a he's got a little bit of Christopher Lloyd in him, John. Though that's the whole point about that's the you know that's, <sighs> that's what the, the actor brings to the character. Just you that little bit. Got to go with what's on the screen. You've got to yeah. go with what's in the box. You know, you well, I can see what's buried. I can see what's buried. <laughs> okay, here's a better question: Are you a Klingon captain or are you Federation? You are yourself, and you're a Starfleet captain. Mm. Okay. Oh, that's an outside the box question. I like that question. You are who you are, but you're you're a Starfleet captain, you know, and and these are your three choices, you know. Yeah, Krug would probably make more sense as mm -hmm. as, as as number one then, because he probably would be a bit easier to, uh, <laughs> not use diplomacy, in. but basically to come with some sort of agreement, because mm -hmm. at that point, probably call would probably just to shoot a Federation person on site. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. Krug not, a particularly, not a particularly good cliff dangler, though, is he? I, guess, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have had enough of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you need someone to, you know, dangle for a cliff for you, I wouldn't be picking him. <laughs> Waltz. 
I, 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 I am so tickled that y'all picked this number. We, I could not have planned this any better because it really is the right, <laughs> the right one to end on. And we all kind of agreed in the end. So. Yeah. 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 So the Duras go away. We've got yep. Krug as the number one and Cole to the holodeck. Yep. Sounds uh, good. All, all hail the uh, Klingon Empire. Sound good? Yep. Yep. Well, thank you. Was this good? Should I do this again? Is this uh, yeah. do you like these party yeah. game ideas? Yeah, totally. Especially on a right. day, especially on my day off when I can actually make one of these. Otherwise, I'm working. <laughs> well, I think awesome. um, you know I, I've um, been struggling with uh, you know because I'm the one who proposed to Tricord that we do these Patreon hangouts. So I've been thinking that uh, we should try some different times, and you know because we got people around the world. I'm thinking you know like we got Jamie in Australia. You know, our larrikin dude down in Australia, which nobody else knows what that means. We've got uh, people in England and people in, in Europe. I think we should, uh, you know, look at different times of day and stuff for doing these because uh, mm -hmm. we want to make sure to, you know, serve our patrons well. And, uh, but, you know, th this really is about our patrons, right? And even though, you know, we only have one patron here, the rest of us are hosts. It's really about, you know, prov providing content that, that, that y'all appreciate and enjoy. So it's... Uh, it's our pleasure. Well, I dream to be a host one day. <laughs> oh, thanks for being here, Chris. It's been great. Thank you. But do we want to do that sober track thing? The shout out, or yeah, I for Polly's, uh, Polly's the, the new the new podcast that's coming up. And, and who's who's got my back? Is it Who just pending? Been? Is it just pending uh, release on iTunes? I think is what Heather yeah. was saying. Well, I I think it's so okay. So starting from the beginning, for those who have not been playing along at home, we have a couple of new shows coming. Uh, and, and, and if you're a Patreon and you've been listening to this point, congratulations for you. So we have two new shows uh, lined up in the shoot, ready to, to deploy to your auditory senses. Uh, we have uh, Polly Esther, who is um, an amazingly wonderful person. She is producing a show uh, for Tricorder called Sober Trek, which is all about sobriety and addiction in the Star Trek context. So that is going to be coming out soon. And then after that, we have what, what, what's that other show? <laughs> oh, um, it's with me, Ali Martinez, and Shashank Avaro. It's called Who is Trek? Uh, and. I don't know if you want me to, I kind of announced it at the beginning, but it's going to be bi-weekly. Well, I, I might cut that out. So, you know, say, oh, whatever, I suppose. You say. Okay. say whatever you want to say. Uh, so it's going to be bi-weekly and uh, we're hoping that it will really kind of unfold a different, multiple different perspectives on certain Star Trek characters that you might not have thought of before. Uh, so we're hoping to sometime around Christmas time and um, hopefully you'll, Give Shashank and I your your ears for however long the episode is. So it'll be fun. It's going to be good. Uh, Shashank and I are really excited about it. Its can, theme song you, will be from the Who, right? You know, Who are uh, you? Who? Can you tease anything about what the show will actually be about? Um, and if you, if you don't want to, it's okay. I'm just I'm just asking. I feel like yeah. I'm required to ask. Yeah, I actually think it's fine. Um, Essentially, we're going to do a, a very much like a, a deep dive into Star Trek characters, um, focusing on one per episode. So um, we haven't 
we're working through kind of a, a like a flow of show for each for each episode but um I guess that's all I'll say because we're still kind of it's very much still in planning process but we're Fair enough. I, I didn't want to pressure you, but if that's what you want to put out, I think it's great. And we're grateful to Tricorder to have you. I think it's going to be a great show. And uh, I encourage everyone to sign up to the feed when it's launched. And I think it's going to be a great show. All right. Fantastic. John and I are, all, John and I are already fighting over who guests on episode 400. So uh, That's right. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I, uh, what, what, which character were we fighting over? Uh, Vic Fontaine. Who is Vic yeah. Fontaine? I yeah. So I've got Vic Fontaine. And, no. And, what? <laughs> uh, it's all good. It's going to be a great show. And if it's, if it's uh, Al and Shishank, how, how can it not be a great show? So that's going to be no, great. It's, it's going to be fantastic. So, you know, and, and I, I just want to say that, you know, it, it's um, when I was putting together Trek profiles, I had to decide if I was going to be part of a network or going to go my own way. And um, I could have gone my own way if I'd wanted to. I have the ability to, to do all the technical stuff to, to do the feeds, but it's been um, really uh, gratifying for me to be part of Trek Profiles and part of Tricorder Transmissions, which is just a fantastic network. And I'm so grateful to be part of this. And I know that all of our other hosts are. And on behalf of Admirals Heather and Jeff, uh, who are in charge of this whole thing, uh, we thank all of you Patreons for supporting us. And uh, please tell your friends and listen for more great Trek episodes coming to you on this network. So thank you all so much and live long and prosper. Boom diggity, we're done. How good. And I yay. can't wait for the next uh, shore leave as well. Like Jesse and Marina oh, have doing, done a great job uh, um, subbing in and uh, taking over, which is, which is going to be good. So I'm looking forward to hearing that next episode. Sounds like a, a whole, all the details about DST, right? Uh, yeah, it's, we, we decided not to do it like technically, you know, like, okay, and we have arrived and we did this and then it's more of a, like a, a discussion, you know, how the experience was because we were basically, we were arriving differently. We were experiencing, experiencing a little bit differently because I, I felt extremely comfortable. I've had similar experiences at other conventions. You know, I, I haven't done just STLV. I've been to a whole lot of other, you know, signing events, comic cons, you name it. So basically, uh, we were kind of that's we were trying to kind of contrast it you know like this well, that's this why is you're what the experience that's why you're the perfect host right and tell me uh <laughs> i've got a i've got a question i've got a question for you because um are you sure. gonna have you, are you gonna do one on the um on this uh, the, the cruise that's on in january because uh, i don't know if you go on that do you go on that or i know jesse uh, does I'm, I am definitely not not this year. I my eyes on you know the one that they're doing in 2020 because right. they're changing the companies and what's more important they're actually changing the time frame. Uh, typically for me just personally, it's almost impossible to take any time off uh, in January. So the fact that they're moving it to March is no no. So right. I mean, I'm going in 2020. Speaking, you know, I, are you going to go in 2020, John? There you go. I am. I am. I I can never get away in January because my my. Yeah. My my beloved uh, spouse, um, it's her busiest time of the year in January, so I can never get away uh, anywhere in January. So um, I'm it, because they're moving it to I believe March. Uh, I am yes. going in 2020. Me and my uh, lifelong best friend that we served together in the Navy, we're, I already got his uh, blood oath that we are going in 2020. So hey, I, I'm there. Well, yeah. I'm, I've just, I'm now officially going to go because I booked flights. Um, and some of you might know, oh, but yay. I'm lucky enough to get something that allowed me to actually uh, go because I could never possibly have afforded it. 
Um, and unfortunately, we'll not be able to afford it in 2020 either, I don't think, just too far away and, and too much. But um, uh, so I'm in desperate need of a, of a shore leave uh, style piece by piece breakdown of uh, all of the pitfalls and tips and stuff like that. So uh, once you and Jesse are finished with your DST um, summary, I'd, uh, there's a, a, a pleading request from a fan to say, uh, let's get an episode to tell me what to do and what not to do for in, in the lead up to that. So I think Jesse's going. That's a, that's a wonderful idea. Yes, as far as I know, Jesse is going. But it, it, it certainly is a great idea. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to bring it up with him. Beauty. Absolutely. Okay, thanks, guys. All right. All right. Anything thank you else? all. And thanks, John, for hosting. Thank oh, you, John. Hey, thank you, John. You're welcome. Thanks, everybody. Thank, thanks, you all. Um, well done. Love you all. Live long and prosper. All right. All right. Keep trekking. <laughs>